Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. My name is Marcus Robertson, writer reporter at Becker's. And today we'll be discussing how to leverage real world data and evidence to inform care at a population level. With that, I am pleased to introduce our wonderful speakers for today. We have Kristen Buseman, who is the Director for IDN Strategy and Marketing at Amgen. We have Eric Fontana, Vice President of Client Solutions at Optum Life Sciences. And we have Bethany Collick, U.S. Medical Director for Cardiovascular at Amgen. Thank you all so much for joining us today. And Kristen, I'll go ahead and hand it over to you to begin our discussion. Great. Thanks so much, Marcus. And it's certainly a pleasure to be here today on this Becker's podcast. So as Marcus mentioned, my name is Kristen Biesman, and I do lead our idea and health system strategy and marketing team within U.S. Value and Access at Amgen. And on this team, we really work with our cross-functional internal partners and external partners across the healthcare landscape to really think about how can we leverage world, real-world data and real-world evidence to uncover gaps in care and uh, help to find tools, resources, and uh, interventions to help fill those gaps in care at the population level. And so today, before we jump into that conversation and really look at some of that cutting-edge work across the industry, I want to kind of level set on some definitions here. So what do we mean when we're talking about real-world data and real-world evidence? First, I'm going to hand that over to my colleague, Bethany, to get a little bit of Amgen's perspective on that uh, on those definitions. Thanks, Kristen. When we say real-world data, we're, really, we're speaking specifically to what the FDA has defined as patient health status or the delivery of healthcare. <clears throat> this is routinely collected from various sources, such as electronic health records, claims and billing registries, or even patient-generated data. Now, real-world evidence uh, is the clinical evidence regarding the medical product's use and the benefits or the risks from the analysis of that real-world data. And so while clinical trials certainly are the gold standard for evaluating treatment efficacy, real-world data is able to offer some benefits that are useful for research. They can be applied to healthcare decision-making. Uh, because of the availability of this very timely data at a reasonable cost, also the very large sample sizes that can be pulled from these registries or from these claims, uh, this really enables the analysis of subpopulations or even less common effects that might not have been picked up on or seen in randomized controlled trials. And it's really uh, representative of real world practice and behaviors. However, I do also need to, to balance that with the comment that while real world evidence offers tremendous potential, it also presents some concerns to keep in mind, such as the bias that can be introduced from the lack of randomization, um, also, the issue of data quality from some of the databases that are being pulled from has to be kept in mind. And then also just the potential for some spurious results due to data mining. That's great. That's really helpful. And, and so I know that when we're talking about real world data, there, there's just an abundance of data of different types that can be used for different purposes. And I wanted to kind of get Eric's perspective. So Eric at Optum Life Sciences, you know that you guys um, have developed a tremendous amount of expertise in this area and, and have a defined perspective as well on kind of the possibility and potential uses for real world data to, to kind of capture some insights and, and develop evidence base to help um, continue to optimize care delivery and, and population health management. Can you share a little bit of perspective of the work that you guys are doing? 
Absolutely. Thanks, Kristen. And, you know, before I, I sort of dive into that, just to, you know, maybe add a, a little bit of a point to what Bethany was talking about earlier, um, you know, I do work on the life science side, um, but also have, you know, decade and a half of experience working with data with providers on the provider side. And I think, you know, just so we're definitionally on the same page here, I think it's really important to know that real world data on the provider side is often actually just called the data. Um, that, that sort of terminology is something that is often sort of applied to like the non-provider side, even when they're using the same substrate. Um, I guess it remains to be seen if that nomenclature will stick. But if you remember, a lot of this real world data is actually coming directly from the providers. Um, you know, with respect to your sort of second part of the question there, which is, you know, what sort of data sources that we, we think about um, in life sciences, you know, our organization traffics in, in a wide range of different data assets. So we think about, you know, healthcare claims, which I think many across the industry uh, have utilized and have accessed. Um, but we also think a lot about the electronic health record data that comes from providers directly that may be from, you know, major health systems, or it may be from ambulatory networks as well. Um, there's a lot of rich detail and source that can be drawn from that information. And then, of course, you know, you start to look at, you know, other sort of components of that as well, that may be like the chart notes, which aren't necessarily structured data, but allow for the application of you know, novel technologies like natural language processing to be able to extract insight from that detail as well. And then we start to get into things like, you know, genomics, which is increasingly being used and, you know, derived data assets that might represent aggregations of, you know, other sources. So we think about things like social determinants of health um, or even downstream from this and, you know, not necessarily something that our organisation is trafficking in today, but you can think about sources like wearables and device data that are really going to be um, probably increasingly drawn into as, you know, a source of information that, that can be incorporated into these real world analytics. Yeah, that's really helpful. And, and so from listening to the two of you, it sounds like we're really talking about many multiple different use cases um, for uh, even more sources of data, right? So I've heard, um, you know, everything from claims data to genomics data, um, driving things such as clinical development of, of uh, products to um, understanding kind of population health management. I guess, Bethany, could you tell us a little bit about some of the opportunity from Amgen's perspective of how we're looking at kind of these multiple different use cases for, for um, really leveraging the data that's available to generate evidence? Certainly. And to echo some of what Eric had shared, you know, Amgen really advocates uh, for our move from this current reactive care model about fixing problems after they occur um, in health to really more proactive. And so we've taken on this task of how can we get more into a predict and prevent mindset um, to, to really champion that type of care model to identify within the data at risk patients and help to reduce those health risks. And so we see real world data as being really integral to help us understand populations better. And then as the real world evidence is being is considered then really integral to helping us then evaluate the potential of the interventions to improve care outcomes. And so we know from that population health perspective, as was previously voiced, that real world data and evidence play an important role in really supporting 
healthcare systems that are seeking to inform which medications, which treatments provide the optimal value and the critical inflection points in that care journey. And so throughout our portfolio as well, we've really leveraged many different sources of real world data to better understand patients and patient populations. And so from a clinical perspective at Amgen, we've really used this uh, data to help clinical trial design and patient recruitment into clinical trials. Um, so for instance, real world data might be able to identify clinical cohorts with unmet clinical needs and greater likelihood of benefiting from these new therapies that we're investigating. Um, but in the later life cycle of some of our products, we also use real world data to help evaluate opportunities for quality improvement and then real world evidence to really evaluate the impact of implementation science initiatives on quality care. So three examples I can share are first, um, we have sponsored the American College of Cardiology's Transform ACS project, which really evaluates registry data to identify gaps in quality care um, at the time of an MI on the inpatient side and that transition to the outpatient side and really create a clinical and operational based implementation project at those institutions to help address those gaps um, in testing and treatment. Uh, a second example would be the Amgen-sponsored Logan CV study. We are collaborating, collaborating with industry and health system partners to create and implement a performance platform for clinicians to receive individual as well as site and study-wide insights on LDLC testing and lipid lowering care at the patient level. And then I'd say a third example um, that I can share is our partnership with UT Southwestern and Duke Clinical Research Institute to establish a, prospect a prospective registry where annual analysis of this data is going to be able to evaluate ASCVD patients' treatment according to guideline-based recommended lipid lowering therapy and help inform um, where there are gaps in care and perhaps where there's opportunities to really illuminate where care is really um, optimal and being delivered well um, and finding ways to scale that at large to help improve uh, care at the population level. That's great, Bethany. And just to chime in on that, a couple things you said kind of sparked another idea of an example from Amgen is looking at gaps in care using um, real world data. One of the approaches we have taken is to uh, link up claims data with available laboratory data to try to identify within a cardiovascular um, ASCVD population where there are gaps in care for those patients, looking at things like when are patients having LDL tests, when are they not getting LDL tests following events, and trying to highlight that for our health system customers to show where there may be opportunities to improve system level care paths or improve provider and patient engagement. And so that's been something that's been really interesting for us to try to kind of sit on top of that mountain of claims data and laboratory data and turn it into meaningful insights that can actually help to improve patient population care for that ASCVD population. Eric, I know you work across the industry with, with multiple stakeholders. What are you seeing from other um, stakeholders across the industry in, in work such as what Bethany and I have just shared? 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. You can think about this question in a number of different ways, right? Like I work in the life science space with clients who are looking to use real world data to generate evidence and, you know, obviously using it in a multitude of ways. So broadly speaking, either epidemiologic or, you know, your, your more traditional health economics and outcomes research. And we're sort of seeing the, the evolution of, of that happening uh, in real time in the life science space. Um, and what, what I think is most interesting is some of the transferable lessons from, you know, the experience of how those organizations work with that data in the life science space to providers. Um, so, for example, uh, you know, any opportunity that you're seeing to me is, is more than just having the data. It's positioning yourself to then be able to leverage it. Um, you know, you sort of touched on the concept of actionability with the insight, um, you know, but maybe even to go further upstream, you know, positioning yourself takes a few things, right? It's like at the, at the risk of taking this in a different direction. Um, you know, it takes leadership to plan out for how you'll harness it and set the vision. It takes, you know, data talent to be creative in terms of, you know, what types of analyses we could use real world data for and then be able to work with it, uh, to be able to interpret it, derive insight from it. And then I think as well, the organizational appetite to drive change with it. So there's a lot that goes into that opportunity of, of real world data. Um, I think it's a really great substrate, but, but there's a lot more to it than just working with the data itself. Um, and then the, I guess the other point that, you know, I wanted to make, and this causes us to harken back to, you know, the three of us just a week ago, were at the, the Becker's conference in Chicago, sitting with a room full of providers and, you know, really had the opportunity to sit and have some rich discussions about some of the opportunities that those providers saw for working, you know, with real world data. And, you know, all of us heard that population health applications were really big, um, you know, providers really wanting to get better visibility into care pathways, um, really wanting to get more granular social determinants data to be able to help drive some of those population health efforts. And I think increasingly, you know, all of us would acknowledge we had a, a relatively deep discussion about, um, you know, patient leakage into sort of outside of the health system and you know what do you do when a patient uh, moves without uh, and doesn't you don't have the visibility into where the patient goes outside of the health system and you know how does how do you account for that in terms of understanding you know the broader population and even bringing it then down to the individual level what that individual patient needs and so there's really um, there's a lot that goes into it um, but certainly there is you know, I think both strong appetite that we're seeing on the on the provider side, um, and then also the recognition that there are, you know, still some hurdles uh, in order for the providers to be able to do them themselves. And I think this is one thing that I really like about, you know, the work that organisations like yourselves uh, at Amgen are doing uh, with uh, with the providers. You know, starting to pull all of this data together. Um, you know, using data sets like in the claims data that have things like eligibility controls. So you're able to, you know, have a, uh, a relatively comprehensive view of all of the services that a, that a patient uh, is ultimately receiving over a, a given course of time. Um, and I think that's a, that's a tremendous opportunity that, that, you know, lends itself to further partnership there. That's great. Thank you for sharing those insights. And yes, uh, it was a great discussion that we were able to have at that Becker's conference roundtable uh, a little bit over a week ago and, and great insights all around. It, what was really clear both from our conversation today and in our conversations with other stakeholders is that um, there's a lot of opportunity when it comes to taking 
all of the different types and sources of real-world data that are available and turning them into actionable insights that can really improve uh, population health management and, and hopefully down the road outcomes for patient populations. Uh, so thanks so much for this great discussion today, guys. It's been a pleasure. I really appreciate all the insights shared and looking forward to see this evolve as we continue to get better and better at thinking about ways to turn data into insights and action. And we want to thank you, Kristen, Eric, and Bethany for your time and the thought-provoking conversation today. Really enjoyed having you at the Becker's Conference in Chicago earlier. We also want to thank our podcast sponsor, Amgen. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com slash podcast.